The Marlins sweep the Washington Nationals. They take care of business. Series that they had to win. Not necessarily sweep, but they got the sweep. The Marlins did it. They are now 23-21. and 21, Two games over 500. And we are at the 19th of May. However, on deck, a three-city road trip. All on the West Coast. Maybe with some mountain time thrown in there too. Tough assignment for the Marlins. However, some people, some guys are starting to... They're starting to perform, and we're going to dig into all of that on today's show. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, of course, guys, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. This is the Friday episode. And, of course, this is your team every day. Make sure you hit subscribe. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. There is a YouTube channel. Head over to there. Hit subscribe, too. We are trending. Please leave a comment, particularly the everydays. I want to hear from you guys. Um, what did you see in that Washington series? What do you... Excited for on this West Coast, John. Equally, what are you worried about? Boy, oh boy, it's going to be a tough ask for the Marlins here. Going out West on a three-city trip, always tough. Cause is sprinkled into there. I mean, Eddie Cabrera loves cause. He absolutely loves it. But Uri Perez going in cause is going to be really, really intriguing, no doubt about it. Sandy Alcantara on deck this evening uh, on the Friday game. I'm going to talk about Sandy in this episode, actually. Uh, and I'm intrigued to see how Skip Schumacher manages uh, Sandy moving forwards. There's been a couple of situations, let's say, over the past two starts where he's been allowed to go Sandy length. The Marlins want the length, but it hasn't quite worked out. I'm intrigued to see, does Skip look to rein it in a touch with Sandy Alcantara? Wait to see on that one. But let's go back to yesterday's game. The Marlins completed the sweep 5-3. to three. In the end, it was, you know, the, the bullpens were both being asked and taxed. There was runs happening all over the show. Um, Brazaban came in, gave up a couple of runs after Cooper tacked on a couple. It was kind of back and forth at the back end. It got a touch hairy, a touch hairier than it should have been. But the Marlins end up getting it done. The main headlines, though, guys, clearly, Yuri Perez. I mean, Yuri Perez, what more can you say about a dude that has just turned 20? He's just 20, and he's absolutely going bananas. He's, he's absolutely lighting up out there. I mean, he didn't even have his best stuff yesterday. He didn't. But Uri Perez still goes five innings, gave up an, a homer. That seems to be his kryptonite right now. It's given up those homers, those single shots, though, the solo shots. No problem with that. That happens, right? But Uri Perez, what a start to his Marlins career. He ends up going five innings. Three hits, obviously gave up the bomb, but six Ks. And I don't even think he had his best stuff. The poise that Uri Perez is showing on the mound is it's incredible for the age. And you can talk, like it's great for him and Sandy to have that bond, and it's great for him and Mel um, to have that connection and be able to work on stuff. But, you know, when the lights come on and you're on the mound, you're on your own. It's Uri out there doing his thing, and he's got to perform. And the situation, the environment is not too big for Rudy Perez. To me, he's actually excelling. He's stepping up. He looks even better than he did in spring. He's looking even better 
then he's done a double A this year. Yuri Perez looks, feels like a major league arm. The question will be, how, how many innings do the Marlins want to go with Yuri Perez this year? For me, I, I mean, Skip talked about it. He's ready. And the Marlins have started the clock on him already. I don't see a situation personally where you'd want to demote Yuri back down to double A or triple A at any point. Unless clearly, you know, the results start to turn. We'll see. And he maybe needs a blow. But, you know, I, I know some people are saying, well, perhaps, you know, if Trevor Rogers is back, you know, do you do you send Yuri back down? It's possible. But for me, I just kind of let him roll. I let him roll at this stage. He only is delivering five innings, but you know, you know, you've got an Uri Perez day, and you know, you've got a Sandy Alcantara day. The day after, you know, piece together the two of them are basically netting out and giving you six innings each. You know, Sandy normally goes seven, Uri normally goes five. You end up with six innings apiece, which is what you're looking for from your starters. So, I don't think it's a major problem. Um, you know, and the bullpen has been used to, you know, being asked to deliver plenty of innings anyway. The bullpen's ready to rock and roll. So. For me, I'm I'm rolling with Uri Perez like the rest of the year. And the rest of the year is going to be interesting. Like how many innings is Uri going to be allowed to, you know, to, to throw? You know, 120, maybe? Max? I don't know. The Marlins, what we know, are going to be so protective over Uri Perez. And they should be. They're going to be protective over him from start to start in terms of the number of innings, the number of pitches, everything. But they're also going to be protective of his arm um, more generally, and just trying to manage his workload, which they should be doing. The Marlins have a duty of care to look after Uri Perez. He's throwing so hard and with so much spin, like pitcher, to be honest with you. And the guy needs to be looked after. I did think it was very interesting that, I mean, Craig's always thinking of things that I'm not talking about, which is why he's where he is and I'm where I am. <laughs> But he did put something out there that I thought was interesting. I hadn't heard anyone talk about this yet, saying about, I wonder if the Marlins could do a brave special with Uri Perez. Like, in the two starts we've seen with him and what we've seen in his development generally, I think we all know he's going to be a star. So do you pull a Braves and look to get that extension done, it, like, immediately? You know, the Spencer Strider extravaganza that they, they've been doing. The Braves have been so good at developing talent. And when it's clear that you've got a superstar on your hands, in your organization, you you execute something where you then end up looking back and going, boy, oh boy, they Aussie Albies is the biggest example of that. But there's others in the Braves, like they're so good at that, where they will commit long-term to players, where they're confident in the ability and the talent, and they're happy to pull the trigger rather than just let it roll and toll and then end up having to, you know, try to sort out a 200 million extension for someone, 300 million extension for someone. They don't, you know, they they circumvent that by doing their business early, which is really impressive. Craig threw it out there. Does that mean the conversations have started? He did say it was in his opinion only. So I think that's him saying that, it isn't being, he's not reporting that situation. It's just an opinion. But I do really like the thinking there. It's something I hadn't thought of at all. But, you know, for me, what, what do the Braves do? What are the Braves doing? And try to 
copy those. There's kind of like you you copy the Braves and the Reds two together, and somehow you'd have just an amazing ball club. I think about it, but boy, oh boy, Uri Perez for me has way exceeded expectations thus far. I've been totally blown away by him, to be honest with you. And again, it's just the age, the talent, the poise, those things combined. And you know, he's getting big league outs, not with ease. I think that's probably a little bit unfair to you know just throw it out this easy for him, but he's he looks perfectly at home. What's he going to be like in course? Who knows? But they, you know, we're going to be feeling nervous about that. Everyone feels nervous about course because it's one of the wildest ballparks to pitch in, you know, bar maybe in London Stadium, <laughs> to be honest. But, you know, it's going to be a test for him. The Rockies, you know, at home, they're always a dangerous, dangerous team. We know that. We've seen it. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what we get there. It's going to be... A lot of eyeballs, I think, on that one. If Uri Perez can, you know, throw five innings of, you know, one to two run ball in, in cores with six, seven, eight, nine Ks, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Look out. Sandy Alcantara going this evening, uh, which, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what Sandy we get. So I'm going to talk about that shortly uh, after the first ad. Um, also want to talk about Mean Gene Segura Jr. Also want to talk about Xavier Edwards. So got tons to get into here, guys. Like a lot going on here with this Marlins club is fun. They are winning, which is great to see. Um, but let's talk about our first ad of the day. And it's our good friends over at So Rare. And as you know, they've got some sexy graphics, so we'll pump them up. Um, but guys, So Rare, I hope you're playing along right now. But if you aren't, it's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 major league teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience. Collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents, UK included. To win epic rewards, win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. It's free. So rare is free. Incredible. Game weeks happen twice weekly um, with a three- to four-day cycle. At the end of the game week, uh, managers who rank at the top or near top of the leaderboards win a variety of rewards. It can include so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, Signed jerseys and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled so rare as in S-O for so and rare as in R-A-R-E. SoRare.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. All right, guys, so what else did we see yesterday in the game? Feels like a long time ago, right? It was, like, so early, so UK-friendly. Like, I can't even believe that game was yesterday. First things, that you know, to call out. Mean Gene Segura in the leadoff spot. Mean Gene, it's been a really interesting journey thus far for Gene and uh, the Marlins, no doubt. But all of a sudden, Gene, after this couple of days to heat up, for me, this is critical for a couple of reasons. Mean Gene is out there every day at third base. The Marlins, you know, have committed to him defensively. He's looked good. He's looked good at third base and he's handling the position. He's going to be out there most of the day. So with that being said, we need the offense. We need Mean Gene. We need career numbers, Mean Gene, to step up and deliver. And a couple of days back, obviously, he had that post-game presser. He, he, he was defeated. He was deflated. And Skip Schumacher recognized the situation. Mean Gene, have a seat, brother. Have a seat for a few days. Get your head right. Because baseball, sports in general, 
there's an element of mental torture that exists, particularly as a hitter. And sometimes you overthink things. Sometimes you need a little reset. I think Skip recognized that. Pull, you know, press over and over. I mean, Skip is, you know, he's he's an elite button presser. <laughs> but Mean Gene needed it. But he's bounced back since he's come back. He is absolutely, you know, he's looking like the Gene Segura we were looking for. And we we thought we'd signed. And this is coming at a time where the Marlins lose Jazz Chisholm Jr. They lose Jesus Sanchez. They're two hot sticks. They lose them both. Now it's about can this this team, this roster, this lineup start to deliver on what was expected, which was the paper cuts. Death by a million paper cuts. That's what we're expecting to see. Problem was there's been no, no support from five down, you know, six down maybe, I don't know. But the lack of production at the bottom part of the order has been scary, to be honest. Like, this offense hasn't been amazing by, you know, the usual metrics you look at. Um, but, you know, over the course of this series, we saw what this offense can do. And what that means is, you know, uh, but on, on the Sunday game, sorry, the Sunday, the Thursday game, the day game, getting confused because it's a day game, you saw on the lineup actually delivering. You know, but Mean Gene was at the top, so I'm kind of like segueing away. But what we did see was obviously Burdick with a hit, Wendell with a hit, couple of hits for Fortes, couple of hits for him as well shortly. But you know, Mean Gene at the top of the order there got get, gets the hit, gets the RBI, and he was given the opportunity to lead off. That's kind of you know a nod to to Gene, like, hey Gene, we're trending in the right direction, brother. Let's just see more of that. So really encouraging to see there, uh, of course. Uh, you know, the funny thing was yesterday, obviously, Arias and Soler, the big two sticks that remain in this lineup, I guess you, you should include Coop in that too. But, you know, those guys 0 for, 0 for 8. And the Marlins still get the win. That's the sign. That's what we need to see. You can't just lean on Arias getting three hits and Soler hitting a home run, and that's the offense. Can't be. The team offensively has to find a way to step up. No doubt. But Mean Gene was encouraging. Xavier Edwards, equally, was encouraging. Big hit in a big spot, um, you know, gets the RBI. He also had a double in the game, too. So given his opportunity to start in center field, I'm intrigued what role Xavier Edwards can play for this club. Because fundamentally, we're jazzed down for like two months. There's an opportunity there. It's going to be interesting to see how the Marlins use this opportunity. Garrett Hampson's had a couple of looks out there in center field. Xavier Edwards, you know, given in the start yesterday, which is interesting. You know, Hampson came in late in the game, which I also thought was interesting in the fact that do the Marlins concerned about Xavier Edwards' center field defense? Is that is that something that's going on? Because obviously he's been an infielder, much like Jazz, and being asked to kind of transition out of center field a touch, mainly because AAA had so many middle infielders. So if the the defense is kind of hindering him slightly. So I'm really intrigued to see how often he is playing out in center field and getting the starts. He got the start yesterday. He took his opportunity. And this is, you know, the same with Peyton Burdick. It's the same with Xavier Edwards. Like these guys, the playing time is open way up. Jesus Sanchez and Jazz down. Burdick, Xavier Edwards. Time is now. Can they deliver? That is the question. And it's so important. And it's going to be tested on the road. Really tested. The Marlins have got themselves in a really... And you can look at now at the schedules and go, well, these, these guys are under 500 and they're under 500 and, hey, these should be winnable games. West Coast baseball is tough baseball, no doubt. 
The Giants Marlins series could be the lowest scoring series of all time, potentially, the way the pitching lines up. Like the Marlins get, you know, all of the studs for the Giants uh, rotation. And that's that's the strength of their club, too, right? So it's going to be a tough ask. It's going to be some low scoring games. Probably that suits the Marlins in many ways. So it means that, you know, the bullpen, you know, the leverage pen is gas. And totally honest, AJ Puck going down, you know, Big red flag on that that situation. Dylan Flora, though, steps up, given all the save opportunities since. He's converting them. Great to see. But for me, the timing of getting Chagua back was just so important. So important for this Marlins club. The pen as a unit, as a, as a leverage unit, getting Chagua in there. And, you know, listen, I, I think he looks like a stud reliever. Um, you know, I, I mean, let's hope Puck's back sooner rather than later. Haven't heard too much since about the prognosis, what the future may hold for Puck. You know, is this is this a minimum stint? Is it, you know, Lozado territory from last year? I don't know. It'd be a big blow for the Marlins if it was. It took a chance on Puck. You know, just talking about him specifically, you know, last year was the first year that he was healthy the full year prior to that. It's been, his career has been littered with injuries. And so him getting hurt, is that a surprise? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't. The Marlins took the chance on it. You know, and it is what it is. We hope he's back soon. But I must say, Chagua getting in there as well, being, you know, returning was just, was huge. Um, not sure what's happening with Brazaban right now. Braz started slowly. Elite. Then has clicked back out of Elite. So Brazaban's kind of struggling a touch. Like, he's been one of the main stories this year in the bullpen. Like, and he's been put in some situations. And he came in and, and, and would deliver. All of a sudden, with Braz, a touch, a touch, you know, there's some jitters there, maybe. I don't know. Managed to roll out of things yesterday, I think, with a double play to get out of stuff after he'd already given up two. So, listen, Braz is up for it. He's a fighter, which is great to see, but slightly concerning that we're seeing a, a, a bit of a, you know, is Braz a band, the De La Cruz in the bullpen, where when he's hot, he's hot, and when he's cold, he's cold? <laughs> I don't know. We'll wait to see on that one. Let's get into our final out of the day. And then we'll round off looking ahead to this series uh, with the with the Giants, of course. And it's time to let you know about our good friends over at Bird Dogs. Yes, sir. Um, let's get up the copy here firstly. But Bird Dogs, I mentioned them for the last couple of episodes, if you've managed to hear them. And actually, while we're on that, just want to call out apologies for the audio quality the last couple of days. It, it isn't me. It isn't my laptop. Actually, it's a known issue with the, uh, the, the streaming platform we're using here. Um, so trying to work through that, improve things. But I apologize for that. Anyway, back to Bird Dogs. Um, what I must say is these guys, listen, what are bird dogs and why should you be looking at bird dogs? Fundamentally, if you're into shorts, listen, if you're in South Florida, you're into shorts, you're looking for comfort shorts, no doubt the fit, feel amazing, everything. If you're looking for slacks, same joggers, same bird dogs have got you covered. Amazing names as well. Product names are, are hilarious. So go and check them out. Um, but you know, from a, a a fit perspective, they're designed to look amazing, fit amazing. The comfort levels are through the roof. They're comfier than, than anything out there, easily. And the versatility of these, right? Have a game of golf, roll into a cocktail bar. Everyone will still be checking you out in the cocktail bar going, ooh, look at those slacks. <laughs> no doubt. So get yourselves over there. Head over to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And here's the promo. Locked on MLB, all caps, all one word. 
When you throw that in there, you'll get a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Yes, sir. Can't say fairer than that, right? So go and check them out. Let me know in the comments as well. Your favorite Bird Dogs product name. I was pushing for it. I'm hoping Brinsanity appears. What style there would be, but they would be loud, no doubt. So we'll see. Okay. Looking ahead to this series. This giant series for me. It's going to be an interesting test, I think, for the Marlins because the Giants always are a tough club to play against. They're sitting at 20 and 23, the Giants, right now. Um, Di Sclafani is going in game one against Sandy. The main length will we get out of Sandy? What will he be allowed to do? And will Skip make any adjustments? Skip's been quick to make adjustments. He's been quick to learn this year. It's been one of the main things. Is he won't just keep doing things because that's how we've always done it. If he recognizes a problem, he'll make an adjustment. And so last couple of starts with Sandy going asked to go deep, it hasn't worked. Is that down to Sandy? Don't know. But I think, you know, knowing Skip, he's absolutely going to be all over it. The question will be is, you know, has he had the conversation with Sandy? Are they going to have a conversation in advance? Say, listen, you know, I'm going to pull you at 100 pitches max. 95, who knows? Sandy, we have a pen this year that we can trust. Let's use it. I'm intrigued. I'd absolutely love it, by the way, if Sandy comes out and throws a complete game shutout right now. That would be amazing. I'd love to see it. But based on the evidence that we've seen in the last two games, you know, overall, Sandy this year, it, it, he has been, he's been laboring at times or he's been digging deep into his arsenal. Me and Sean spoke about it on Monday. That 99 Sandy used to happen in the eighth inning when he, he cranked. That 99 Sandy is happening in the second and third inning now because things aren't quite right. He's not quite in sync, hasn't been quite in sync all year. So he's grinding these starts out. And with that knowledge in your mind, you think, Okay, if he gets the seven innings, then Sandy's done his job. He's done what he needs to do. There's no need to ask him to go further. When it's already a grind, he's already dug deep as it is. Just take it as a dub. Seven innings, one run, zero runs, whatever it might be, 100 pitches. Sandy, thank you, sir. Have a seat. We're going to hand it over to this pen that is been immense situations and closing out tight games. I'm very intrigued. I think it's one of the interesting storylines at the moment, to be honest with you. We then have a couple of UK-friendly games on deck, which is nice. Braxy Garrett is going to be going against Logan Webb. Um, both of them have losing records right now. Braxy Garrett, a 5-4 ERA. Logan Webb, 3-2 ERA. Webb's top-notch as a pitcher, right? Um, and then Lazardo Wood on Sunday, which should be a lot of fun. Lazardo. I mean, Wood's got a sub-3 ERA. So, you know, listen, the Giants pitching is their strength. The Marlins club, the pitching should be the strength. I think what we've seen in the last week or two, a bit like Mean Gene Segura, Mean Gene start, is starting to turn for Mean, mean Gene. And for the pitching and the rotation, I feel like it's starting to turn as well. We've seen the best start from Eddie Cabrera. We've seen some good starts from Sandy, albeit he was left in a, a touch long. We've seen Jesus Lazardo bouncing back. We've now got Uri Perez back, you know, up in the in the rotation as well. So I feel like the rotation is starting to click. And then the question then turns to the offense. Can you manufacture these runs? The way this offense 
was designed to manufacture some runs. This is going to be a tough assignment. And the Marlins are hot, though. They've won four on the spin. They sit right now on the 19th of May in a wild card mix. They're in the hunt, no doubt. But this road trip could well define the Marlins' season. Ten games on the road on the West Coast. What you know? It's going to be a test. What can this Marlins club do if they come out of this? You know, five and five, we'd absolutely take it right now. If they could have a winning record on this on this road trip, like because there's nothing to fear, nothing to fear with the Giants, nothing to fear with the Rockies apart from cause. Okay, they get, you know it, the series is in cause, so something to fear there in Colorado, and then also with the Angels, you never quite know what you're going to get with those guys. To be honest with you, and have a look to see how everything matches up. What I do know is on that one specifically, my um, good friend Nick will be over there. Nick Wright will be over there for that series. Uh, big fan of the Angels. Uh, Angels UK stud. Be there taking in that series. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun as well. With that being said, guys, let's call it there uh, for Friday's episode. I hope the audio has been better. Like I mentioned, it's been a bit of a rough couple of days with the audio. So I'm hoping um, as a solo pod, this one's come out clean. Hopefully so. I hope the Marlins pitching over this weekend is clean. I'd love to see it. Really intrigued from Sandy Alcantara this evening. And then as we go into Braxton Garrett and Jesus Lozado, a couple of lefties taking on the Giants, which I, I don't think is a bad thing. I think that's, you know, a couple of lefties going against those guys is probably a good thing. With that being said, guys, thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. Enjoy your weekends. And of course, I'll be back next week on Monday. Over this series, and then look ahead to what could be a fun, run filled series in Colorado.